0: Welcome to another inspirational teaching from the Gateway. So who's bought their gifts? Who's thought about what gifts are getting? And who's actually wrapped up their gifts? Is mine just under your tree? Should I just come and collect it? Do you know, as kids, I remember opening up the Advent calendar and because my birthday was on the 1st of December, I always got to open up the 1st one. Always got the chocolate on the 1st of December. MDL's get the first chocolate on the 1st of December. Now you all get calendars each. When I was a kid, it was one between four was none of this one each, that's for sure. Anyway, when it comes to gifts, there's a gift that Dundee has been given this year, and that is the V&A Museum. Yes, I am an art nerd, and I love everything to do with the the V&A Museum. Has anybody been to the V&A Museum? And why is there not more hands up? Are you serious? You haven't been to the V&A? I don't know how often I've been to that V&A. It's an incredible building. Joe, we have one of the greatest art museums, art design museums that has come to Dundee. We are sitting in a privileged place. Joe, well, I went to actually visit. In fact, before that, has anybody been along the Discovery Walk in the Mary Slessor Gardens yet? Do I have a picture of that plaque? Has anybody been there? Okay. In the Mary Slessor Garden, in the ground, there is plaques that actually represent the incredible talent, gifting that has come from Dundee. Now, I'm not, I wasn't born in Dundee, but I feel absolutely pure Dundonian. That's why you have to say it in Dundee, you have to say pure Dundonian. And in These plaques, or on these plaques, is actually dedicated to men and women who were either born in Dundee, lived in Dundee, or who actually worked in Dundee. And it shows the achievements that they have done. Now, I have a wee list here, I have a wee list here, as to what people in Dundee have actually achieved. Are you ready for this? Because be prepared to be amazed. The light bulb was invented here. The um, postage stamp was invented here. The magnetic metals was discovered here that you know you use in every day in your credit cards. That was discovered here in Dundee. Dundee had the first computer ever made in Dundee, in the first computer games. Do you know, I reckon the computer games were actually came about because of the fact that most of the Dundee laddies whose mothers worked at the Timex making all the computers actually brought them home and these kids had got, taken it as far as they could and then they started to design these computer games. Now, that's not the only thing in Dundee. We have a fabulous design centre. We have six main art centres in a mile's radius in Dundee, and I won't go into all that. We also have the boat that Shackleton took to Antarctica in Dundee that was built here. We also, they had, in the, during the World War I and II, there was a main submarine base station for all of Britain based here. We've had some incredible people come from here. We've had Winston Churchill, we've had Robert Murray McChain, we've had um, Mary Slesser. Who's now pure proud to be a Dundonian? this is the gifts that has come from Dundee, from the people. But more than anything, I want the Dundee people to see who the gift giver is. Is that not true? Joe, when I went to visit the the V&A Dundee, now I have been several times and sometimes when kids come with me and sometimes they don't because they're a bit like, all right, mum." Anyway, when I went into the V&A museum, and there's the most fantastic part that actually shows all the Scottish designs that come from Um, either Dundee or right around Scotland. And there's a present gallery that's showing just now. It's a traveling exhibition. that's all about the greatest liners of the world. Now, when I was a kid, my dad, before he was a pastor, was actually a design engineer of all the ship engines. Now, when my dad was telling me about these ship engines, I have to say I was a little bit like, that's great, Dad. And he'd get really, really excited about the ship engines that he had designed. Now, when I had gone into this gallery... I was walking through it and thinking, this is pretty good, this place, this is awesome. And I went into one of the sections into the greatest liners, and there on the wall was one of the ships that my dad had designed, the engines of the ship. Now, my dad had spoken about this, and I never realized the value and the talent and the gifting that he had had until I saw up there on the wall framed the QE2, and a picture of the engines. And I had to step back and go, he really was talented. Now, he was part of a big team. He was part of a big project team. But when he was telling me about these as a kid, I never really valued it. It took someone else to see the value of that project, the worthiness of that project, to put it up on the wall and say, this is worthy of a frame to be put up in one of the greatest art exhibitions or art galleries of the world. Come on now. We all have giftings within us that we don't actually realize what we have that God has planted in us. When I went to that gallery and I'm looking around, I have to say I was going around in tears going, Dad, you used to elevate me and my giftings. But in actual fact, if I had said to you 50 years ago, Dad, your work's going to be in V&A in Dundee, he would have gone, nah because we so undervalue what God has placed within us. You see, when God looks upon you, he sees you as frame worthy, that you've got exhibition space. Jen, there's other, on the flip side, have you ever been around an art gallery and gone, gee, my kid could have done better than that? (laughs) Does anybody else like to admit to that? But do you know what? Sometimes the art curator's eye has seen value has seen the talent, the gifting of that artist that's able to communicate, that's able to put in a piece of work that you and I could go around and go, wow, that's some piece of work. Do you know, it's a similar story to 2,000 years ago. We didn't realize the value of the story of when Jesus came into this world as a baby. It wasn't until it was framed, put in the word of God, for us to see that we go, wow. Wow. See, the time when all these people, it was only those and such as those who were about whom saw the value of Jesus being born. There was a whole world out there who never actually recognized what they had in their midst. You see, I was walking with my dad, growing up with my dad, and I didn't realize his talents until I saw it framed in the art gallery. Let me get back to my notes. So I would like to talk about the story. Now, this story is about Mary when the, visit, when the angel came to visit her. Now, this is one of these scriptures that I go to Whenever I feel just that wee bit inadequate, does anybody else feel just that wee bit inadequate? I know what God has placed in me. I know what God is calling of me, but I know that I can't do it. So when I go and read about Mary, I love it. It's from Luke 1. It says, and the angel told her, don't be afraid because you have found favor. Listen, you're going to become pregnant and give birth to a son, and you are to name him. Jesus. He's going to be great and he's going to be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestors, David. He will rule over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will never end. And then Mary asked the angel, "Eh, how how, how is this going to happen? Because I've not been with a guy. And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit will come over you and will power you and the power of the Most High will surround you and therefore the child will be holy and will be called the Son of God. And listen, listen. Remember Elizabeth, your cousin? Do you remember her? She herself has conceived a son in her old age and this woman who was rumored, rumored to be barren is now or six months. You see, nothing is impossible with God, with any respect or to, it, to any of His promises. Then Mary said, truly, I am the Lord's servant. Let everything that you have said to me happen. I don't know about you, but if I was a teenager and I had a visit from an angel, I would need to be here in a fear. Dinna farce yourself, as they say in Scotland. Don't fear. God has got this. Do you know for all that God has planted in you? How often do we look at it and think, God, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. And the angel is saying in a good Scottish accent, dinner farce yourself. Do you get what I mean here? Stop worrying. Stop. We have to realize that God is in control of all that God has ca- called us to do. We may have things come rising up against us, and we don't need other things rising up against us. We can have our own fears rising up within us. And God is saying, stop worrying. God has got this. Do you know the message puts it this way? Mary, you have nothing to fear because God has a surprise for you. Joe, one version says you've found favor, and another version it says you've, you've, you, God's got a surprise for you. I'm going to put them both together and say, God, for this church, for me, and for you, has a very pleasant surprise for you in 2019. But can I just say this? That favor that Mary received initially looked like fear, initially looked like rejection initially looked like her husband was going to walk away from her, initially looked like that she had to flee the land. You see, God's favor can evoke rejection and anger for others. Favor reveals the bad before it actually reveals the good. Favor can look like trouble before it'll ever reveal the miraculous in your life. Who wants to say, God, I'm blessed and I'm highly favored? Because when we step out in God's favor... We have to recognize it is God's favor that will carry us through the times of difficulty. And then listen, verse 31, he said, and you are to name him. Do you know, maybe he just been told, this is what I have planted in you. You've been told by God's word, this is what I have planted in you, and now I want you to name him. How often do we know what God has called us to do? And sometimes will say, do you know what, there's absolutely no way I could possibly achieve that because I don't have X, Y, and Z in place. Do you know what I have to face and do you know what I have to do? And God is saying, you have to name what God has planted in you, the promises that you've given to you of I am blessed and I am highly favored, that he who's in me is greater than he who's coming against me, that I am a woman who actually God has commanded his angels concerning me to guard me and to protect my foot against every stone that may come or strike my foot. Joe, you know, when we start to name God's blessings over His promises, we actually walk out in His favor. You see, power and life is in. So the, the power of, death, of life and death is in your tongue. Joe, you know, when you recognize that you are the workmanship of God, you're created for every good work. Come on, we need to take the word of God, and we need to speak over ourselves. Because when you know the favor of God is upon you, then you have others who will rise up against you and you may face rejection like you've never faced it before. So here is my title. I have named this, framed, named, and unashamed. Because I am God's workmanship who is framed. I will be the one to name it for what it is. God's already spoken over you. God's already spoken over me. And I will not walk in the shame that I fear. Verse 34, it says how... Mary asked, she said, how's this gonna happen then? Do we can, how we respond to God's promises determines the outcome. You see, there was two people who were visited by, a Mary, by an angel with a very similar promise. There was Mr. Zacharias and there was Angel. Now, Zacharias was actually given way more information about the child that he was going to receive. The angel came and said, your prayer's already been heard. This wasn't a prayer of Mary's to actually have this child in the first place. So Zachariah was one step ahead. He said, your prayer's already been heard. He says, you're going to have a son, you're going to call him John. He says, and he's going to bring great joy and great delight. Now, how many parents would say that they would have had more children if they could guarantee what their next child was going to be like? John, this man was. He'll be, he'll be great, he'll be filled with the Holy Spirit, he will turn hearts of the parents to the kids, and he's going to bring many, many to Jesus. But his response was, uh, eh, uh, eh, how, how's this going to happen then? And then he presented all the problems. He went, do you know the woman I'm married to? She's a little bit past it. Mary's attitude was, let it be. Mr. Zacharias' attitude was, well, how are you going to do that then? Because I know what's stacked up against me. When you have the attitude of the promise that God has placed in you and you don't believe it, then you actually block yourself from being spiritually heard. He was made dumb for nine months Do not allow yourselves to become spiritually dumb because of the unbelief of what God has planted in you. Turn around to that person beside you and say, believe what God has placed in you. Do you know so much of what God's asked us to do as a church is way beyond what we know we can do. We are just about to step out into the Gardine Theatre, and we've pulled out the talents of so many people, and people have been willing and said, you know what, I'm in, I want to do. But not just that, we don't just want to do six weeks. We've got a vision that's going to take us all over Dundee. It'll be taking us beyond the borders of Dundee. Why? Because we believe that what's in you, God wants to use and take it out as a gift to the city and to those around about you. Come on now. When, Miss, when um, Mary was asking about God, you've given me this promise, and I know that you've said I have this favor. What did the angel tell her? He said, this is how it's going to happen. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. We have to recognize that the power of the Holy Spirit is what if we don't walk in the power and the gifting of the Holy Spirit then everything we do will be in our strength and we'll become like Mr. Zachariah. You see, the Holy Spirit will create new life within you. The Holy Spirit will lead you, will guide you in all truth. And then in verse 36, it says, "'The angel then told her of her cousin Elizabeth, "'who she knew that was for years was barren,' "'and she said, hey, listen, he said, hey, listen, "'remember your cousin? "'You know these rumors that you heard that she was barren?' Do you remember the rumors that you heard that you couldn't possibly ever do what God has called you to do? Do you remember the rumors that you have think or you thought you heard about the church down the road? Do you remember the rumors that you heard about your marriage not working out? Remember the rumors that you've heard? You see, the enemy will always want to speak rumors into your life that you are barren or that that you wanna be working with or involved with is barren. And yet the angel said, you know what? She's now in her sixth month. This is the word that God gave to me, and I know it's for this church in 2019, that God is working on our behalf in areas that we thought were barren, and he's gonna make them (coughs) fruitful. And we are gonna be surprised by the good things that God has got for us. Do I want you to think just now, what is it that you feel has been barren in your life? Because I want you to say after me, God I know, that you are working on my behalf in the areas I thought were dead. This is the word of God for this church. The rumors that you believed that things were dying, that things have been barren, God is saying, it's just a rumor because I've been working on it all along. Relationships that you've been involved in, people who you've been trying to win over to God, your family situation, your work situation, whatever has felt like, God, that's been barren, God is saying, I'm going to quash the rumor because I've been working on your behalf. Do you receive this word? Just God, I just receive this. I want to be named by you. I want to be framed by you. I want to know, God, that 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 I thought was dead and barren is fruitful in the name of Jesus i stand. Because we're coming to the end of our service and the, the kids are going to come up and do a dance for us. But I want you just to close your eyes. And I know the kids are, are being loud and I'm so delighted that kids are in this house. Let them be free because I want you to get focused on who God is right now. I want you to say, God, I know the things that you planted in me all these years ago, God, I don't wanna lose because of a lack of belief. Father, we recognize that you have taken your children, you have given them gifts and talents, and you wanna take them and you wanna put them up in a frame, in an exhibition, to say, this is my child in whom I'm well pleased. Father, we thank you, God, that you have named us and you have framed us. And Father, for all that we have thought was not even worthy to get into the exhibition, Father, that that we thought was barren, we declare, oh God, that you are working on my behalf. Why don't you present to God right now the issues that you know, you felt have died of, and say, God, I thank you that you have been working on my behalf. And now I'm six months pregnant. And now I'm seeing these things come about. Father, I declare your blessing over your people, that 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 they thought was dead, that that they thought was dying and had no possibility of hope or life, I speak over them, O God, your fruitfulness and your hand of blessing upon them. And all God's people said, amen and amen. This is the end of your teaching for this week. We hope you enjoyed it.